Hello and welcome back to our devotions on the Psalms. From the start, one of the things that we talked about is that Christianity is not about knowing but with the head, the doctrines, the theologies of Christian faith. Rather, faith itself is experimental. It is experiential and experimental, which means that we take what people say about God and we try it for ourselves. As the psalmist says, Oh, taste and see that the Lord is good. Until we try and experiment it for ourselves a little at a time. And the Psalms are like testimonies. Testimonies of the psalmist who tell us of how they experience God. And so what is important is not that we analyse it or even that we reflect on it only, but that the things they tell us we try out in our lives, we experiment with it. It's my hope then that as we continue with these Psalms, that as we experiment with God, we discover how powerful, how safe, how firm the foundation our God is. So today we will look at Psalm 27. Let us pray. Father, speak again your truths to us. Though in many of the Psalms we have the same theme, help us, Lord, not to just learn the Psalms because they're interesting and try to cover all the Psalms. But each time we read the Psalms and reflect on it, the truths of these Psalms will be put into practice, that we will learn from the Psalmist what it was like to trust you, that we also may one day echo with the Psalmist the trust that he has and that we have. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Psalm 27 The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? When the wicked advance against me to devour me, it is my enemies and my foes who will stumble and fall. Though an army beseech me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. One thing I ask from the Lord, this only do I seek, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. For in the day of trouble he will keep me safe in his dwelling, he will hide me in the shelter of his sacred tent and set me high upon a rock. Then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me, at his sacred tent I will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. Hear my voice when I call, Lord, be merciful to me and answer me. My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Do not turn your servant away in anger. You have been my helper. Do not reject me or forsake me. God, my Saviour. Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. Teach me your way, Lord, lead me in a straight path because of my oppressors. Do not turn me over to the desire of my foes, or false witnesses rise up against me for sprout, spouting malicious accusations. I remain confident of this. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord, be strong and take heart, and wait for the Lord. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. 
What do we do when we face trouble? What do we do when someone dislikes us and has a power over us? What happens when there's conflict and we feel that we are losing the conflict? I think most of the time we will either fear the enemy and run, or we will f- it's a fight and flight response, isn't it? That we will face the enemy and fight, but often out of fear as well, in self-defense. Or at the very least, we'll go to God and pray and say, God, help me. God, just help me get out of this pickle. Help me to win this battle. Help me to overcome my foes. Ironically, this isn't how the psalmist prays. Instead, he says, one thing I ask from the Lord, verse 4, and one wonders immediately, what is it? What is it that he asks of the Lord? Is it to deliver him from the enemies? Is it to give him victory over the enemies? And it sounds almost like the psalmist is avoiding it. And he says, This only do I seek, as I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life, to gaze on the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. When in trouble, when his life was threatened, when the wicked advanced against him to devour him, one thing that he longed for was to be in the house of the Lord enjoy the beauty of God, to seek Him, to find rest in Him. It's a very difficult issue, isn't it? When we are troubled, when we are feel attacked, when there is conflict around us, that instead of running away, instead of fighting it, we first go into the presence of God not just to help him to get us out of trouble, although that would be very much heavy on our hearts, but to seek the beauty of the Lord. I want to try that. I want in a time of trouble, in a time of conflict, in a time when my heart is broken, the first thing I do is not to fight back, nor to find a way of appeasing or running away, but that I come to God and say, God, let me look at your beauty again. Let me feel your peace. Let me feel your presence. And then the psalmist says, I will seek your face. He says in verse 8, My heart says of you, seek his face. Your face, Lord, will I seek. You know, seeing a face is important because what we see on the face tells us who we are facing. When you look at your adversary, the first thing you look at is the face. Is he hostile? Is he angry? Is it hard? Or is it tender? Is it compassionate? Is it gentle? Seeing the face is important. And often when we face opposition and adversaries, we look at the face and we are terrified. Or worse, we are made even more angry. We look at the hardness of the face and we want to harden our faces too. We look at the hostility in the face. And immediately our demeanour, our thoughts, our attitude towards the person hardens as well. And we want to continue the fight. But if instead of looking at the face of our adversaries, we look at the face of God, what's the face of God like? Well, face of God is actually very metaphorical, but we look at what God is like. We think of the Psalms that we had read earlier on, the 23rd Psalm. God, our shepherd, who leads us to quiet 
streams and green pastures, who is at peace, who gives us peace. That's the God we look at. Or who throws us a banquet in the presence of our enemies. Or a God will hold our hand with one hand and hold his staff with the other and walk us through the valley of the shadow of death. Think about that God. Think about think about that face. Or in Psalm 84 where it talks about being in the presence of God too in the house of the Lord. And it says how how great wonderful is your dwelling place. Even the sparrows have a home and the swallows have a nest. And we all find strength even in the desert. Take time to think about that. The serenity of the house of God, the presence of God, but even the sparrow, the whom we often or the swallow whom we often see as nuisances, dirtying the temple perhaps, find a nest and a home because they're accepted by God and loved by God. Think then of how precious it feels, how safe it feels, God's presence. Think too of the compassion that God doesn't see you as dirtying his house or a nuisance to be exterminated, but someone he treasures and someone he will give peace to. Or think then of the face of Jesus. What do you see of the face of Jesus? Compassion, forgiveness, Perhaps most important, it's non-judgmental. That Jesus accepts you as you are, sinful and all. And he's not going to punish you or inflict more pain on you. Think of that face, that gentle face, and find your rest. But you know, one of the things about coming into God's presence too, and seeing his face, his compassionate, forgiving face, accepting face, is that we realize that it is a safe place to see our own sin as well. You see, the problem with our conflicts is that often as we harden ourselves, we also are very much at fault. We also are very much responsible for the reactions of our adversaries. The psalmist acknowledges that he says, have mercy on me. In verse 7, have mercy on me. Do not hide. Verse 9, do not hide your face from me or do not turn your servant away in anger. The psalmist begins a self-awareness. He begins to discover that he too is at fault. One of the beautiful things then about coming to God's presence is that he changes our minds. Our minds that have been so hardened because of adversaries, we must fight, harden our faces like flint to face an angry enemy. But when we come to a safe place, then we can have peace as well. Psalmist then continues, Teach me your way. Oh, before that, verse 10, Though my father and mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. When we talk about our parents, we often talk about steadfastness, faithfulness. No matter how bad we are, our parents will never forsake us. And the psalmist says, but even if they did, God is so much more accepting of us. There is a safe place to face our own inner demons and also to allow God to guide us. 
And so in verse 11, he says, Teach me your way, Lord. Lead me in straight path because of my oppressors. In our fight with our oppressors, we often make the mistake of fighting equally badly with them. As they inflict harm on us, we inflict harm back on them. And that is mutually destructive. And God, and the psalmist says, God, you teach me your way instead. Your way of forgiveness, your way of gentleness, your way of safety and security. Because in your presence, I don't have to fear my adversaries. I see a different face. I see a gentle face. Sometime recently, a very close friend of mine told me that I was I had a brilliant mind. But it wasn't a brilliant mind that was good. It was often the vulnerability, the brokenness of my life that ministered to people. And I thought about that, and then recently she said again that when I think with my mind, I continue um, conflict, I hurt others even more. It is in vulnerability, it is in brokenness that we bring reconciliation to others. As I think about my life, I realize that's true. That when I depend on my intellect, on my brilliance to win a battle, to win a fight, the net result is that I intimidate, that I alienate, that I offend. But when I look at my own vulnerabilities, my own brokenness, and I'm able to accept that I am also a broken person, not by rational arguments, that overwhelm others by accepting my own brokenness. It's there that we bring peace, I bring healing. Sami says, the Proverbs, the wisdom says, soft answer turns away wrong. I began to discover that it is so much more important to recognize my own brokenness than to hide behind my intellect. But it's so hard, isn't it? I want to use my intellect because I want to prove to others that my arguments are more rational, that my arguments are more powerful than theirs. I want to beat down their arguments, the superiority of mine. But the result of that is that it furthers conflict, it hurts, it tears down, it raises more animosity, it brings our adversaries to greater anger. And so as I come into God's presence, as I feel the safety of His presence, it is my hope then that it allows me to learn a different way, a way of admitting my own pain, my own brokenness, my sinfulness, my vulnerability, not using my mind to fight the enemy, but feeling safe in God and then admitting I too am an object deserving of the wrath of God, but in the mercy of God, I am protected. Coming to God as a safe space to find rest, to find protection, to see a face not of hostility, but of kindness and beauty. Place where I can accept that I too am at fault, and I too am a sinner. And perhaps then, to take God's teaching 
to make peace and to lose an adversary. Let us pray. Father, you are my hiding place. You are where I find safety, where I find solace, where I find kindness and acceptance, where though I am sinful, I need not hide behind my intellect or my self-righteousness, but I can face you and say, God, indeed I am wrong, indeed I am sinful. I know, Lord, that there is acceptance and forgiveness. So God, I pray for each of my brothers and sisters who are going through conflict and pain, who face adversaries, that you turn their faces, their eyes away from the faces of hardness and animosity and turn our faces to your face, the face of protection, the face of acceptance, face of forgiveness and of love. And know, Lord, that in your presence then we will be protected by you and we will be able to accept our own sinfulness and allow you to guide us in your ways. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for coming to join me again in this podcast. And I hope then to see you this Sunday. This Sunday will be for all who are vaccinated or have already got immunity because you've had COVID before and um, look forward to seeing you. But if you're unable to come, we also welcome you to join our, pod, our live stream and I look forward to worshipping together with you. Last Sunday announced that we will have um, be able to allow you to collect communion elements or to distribute somehow to send communion elements to you. So if you wish to take Holy Communion together with us online, and the next communion will be the first week of December, then drop, go to the website, get our phone number, make a call to the church office and ask for Elaine and let us know um, how many sets you would like, how many people are in your household and we will find a way to get the communion elements to you. God bless you and goodbye.